This podcast is not brought to you by Christmas cake. The only cake made exclusively with fruits available during the Depression. Remind your grandmother of what prohibition tastes like with Christmas cake. The number one dessert for people who can't taste or chew. Hung my stocking with glee Put my star on the tree Told Santa perfectly clear I want a tremendous Christmas this year Asked my mother last night any gift that she like She said, son, oh my dear Need a tremendous Christmas this year And if you're like me, like me And you just get ignored from an inner west brewery Wait till they see what next year just might have in store Tell all the folks in your town Come and all gather with cheer It's a tremendous Christmas this year Cause this season will be filled with cheer It's a tremendous Christmas this year Woo! You know what time it is? It's tremendous. It's Christmas. Can you feel it? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. All the tremendous listeners out there. Uh, you guys are blessed in your ears. It's not It's not Santa. It's not Santa quite yet, but what it is, it's the second closest thing to Santa during Christmas. It's Bastion Semigold and Terrence Moldana. United at last. Dropping a track. We have bought, We have ended the skirmish between them and have brought them together with tremendous love. To bring us an original carol. We, we, told, we told them, guys, do you want to drop this earlier so that you can get on the charts and be number one come Christmas time? You know, get those Christmas houses. Not important no, to them. Not important. They want the debut on the Christmas Eve Tremendous, as it is today, the 24th of December. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's really nice to, uh, it's really nice to be with you. It's really nice to be in, 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 coming through your ears so close to Christmas. What do you, what do you, what do you think you're going to get? <laughs> Probably nothing you want, but that's not important. What's oh, important is that you're with the people that you love drinking eggnog. <laughs> what is eggnog? I don't know, but I, dr I drink buckets of it. <laughs> I've actually never had eggnog. We're going to have eggnog. Uh, we should have eggnog close. To, like, we'll post some photos of us drinking eggnog for the first time. Can you even get eggnog here? Um, who knows? Look at you holding a burger. Ah, <laughs> the oh, there we go. Oh, what? I, I, I tried to hold Christmas it back, but then I was all. like, guys, it's Christmas. <laughs> I can't, we can't keep this in. Mary. I uh, did. What did you? Did you like Christmas growing up? 
Um, in, as a matter of fact, I actually grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. Mm. A Jehovah's Witness does not do Christmas. <laughs> they don't do Christmas. So okay, so if tell you me, witness, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about this. So like, because uh, you said you didn't have. When was your first Christmas? Uh, fourteen years old. Okay, I was fourteen years old. I actually had my first birthday when I was ten. No birthdays. If you're a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, right. No birthdays, and I was uh, my my parents divorced, and they were like, "Fuck that, we're getting our kid a gift." And uh, ten years old was my first gift for a birthday. Do you remember what you got? Uh, I sure do. I remember because my brother completely spoiled my gift idea. Your first ever gift. <laughs> my first ever. I'm, I'm like 10 years old and he's so excited for me. He's such a sweetheart. He was like, uh, he was just as excited for me. Like he was, it was like, he was getting the gift and he was like, Oh, you're going to love it. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you're going to love it. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's amazing. You've never had anything like this before. And then he's giving me all these clues and I'm like, Oh, really, stop. And I'm with, we're with our neighbor, like friend kind of thing. We're just hanging out. And, uh, and then he goes, Oh, the last clue that he gives me goes, oh, you're going to like, it's, it's like something that you could listen to. <laughs> I looked at him, and this is before iPods, I'm 10 years old, this is before iPods or anything. I'm like, you got me a CD player. <laughs> and, he, and he just looked at me like, what have I done? Kind of thing, like couldn't even I pretend. I flew too close to the sun. And, yeah, and my neighbor was like, you're a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> and I just like had to pretend like when my parents gave it to me that so I didn't funny. know what it was. <laughs> I was like, like, oh. He thinks you're going to be like, Something I can listen to. <laughs> Imagine what I could, didn't get that. How <laughs> retarded does he think I am? <laughs> no, but like, uh, I Is love it. Is it a bird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. No, but like, I fucking... I, I did that. I did the same thing when I... I must have been... I would have been young. I would have been like five. You did the same thing. To my, to my dad. And my dad, oh. my mum, like... My dad is notoriously difficult to buy for. And uh, my mum had gotten this. And uh, it was just when the first PlayStation had come out. And she was going to get my dad... A, the first generation PlayStation. And I remember she told me about it. She's like, oh, she was trying to explain to me what it was. And I didn't really know. And she's like, oh, we, we were at the movies and there was an ad for it beforehand. Whoa, and we're that would have been cool. Yeah, and yeah. even your dad was into it. And so, yeah, my dad, because my dad would have only been like 30 at the time or mm. a little bit over. And uh, so we're walking down this, I still remember we're walking down the street and I'm like, I know what you're getting for Christmas. And he goes, what am I getting? I'm like, I can't tell you. And he's like, well, give me a hint. I'm like, you saw an ad for it at the movies the other day. <laughs> It's like, well, either my mum got my dad tickets to go and see Ace Ventura Pet Detective again. Oh, <laughs> well, she told him to get, she got him refreshments from the bar. <laughs> no, that's fucking amazing. My mum was so pissed. She was like, I had a good present and you spoiled it. Oh my God. That actually, uh, that, that actually kind of reminds me as well because um, my dad, he did this, uh, he like when, he, when, when we, when the PlayStation came out, we were so Jehovah's Witnesses at this point, but I could tell he wanted it as well. Because, uh, and like only in retrospect, because um, he the whole week was like, if you're a good boy, I'll get you a PlayStation. <laughs> and, he's like, and then I was like, I was like, okay, cool. And uh, he's like, no, actually, you know what? He, he didn't even say that. He goes, if you're a good boy this week, uh, he goes like, he, like, he just made a point of it. He's like, have you been a good boy this week? And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And uh, I like checked in with him on the phone. I was like, yep, I've been a good boy kind of thing. Mom says I've been a good boy, you know, at the end of the day. You're just outside stabbing Roy with a lit cigarette. <laughs> that was a dad, lot of your his dad's childhood. like, oh, I didn't see anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then he finally goes like, one, at the end of the week, he goes, uh, hey, I uh, forgot my bags in the back of the car. Can you go and get them went back there and it was brand new fucking PlayStation kind of thing. <laughs> and then he was the first one playing, <laughs> playing like Lara Croft and shit. And my mom would get annoyed at him because he would get up early in the morning and play Lara Croft before work. And she was like, you're just watching it because you like to watch her, her tits jiggle. <laughs> like she was like jealous of Lara Croft. That's so funny. I mean, even those, it was at uh, Nintendo 64, one of the James Bond characters is like, 
notorious for being so hot and apparently if you go to a certain angle you could see up a dress it's like if you look back at it it's like you could you could have just gotten a flip book you could have drawn boobs onto a notepad and been like yeah <laughs> yeah that was less pixelated <laughs> that is so funny some nerds put that in some nerd gash mm, yeah, I, yeah that's an easter egg <laughs> easter eggnog <laughs> there we go back to christmas <laughs> So when did you, when you first started actually celebrating Christmas, what was it like? Um, we first started celebrating Christmas. Um, it was like, we just did the whole traditional thing. We just got each other gifts, got a tree and stuff like that. It was all good. But um, it wasn't until 14 years old. So it was kind of like, it's a little bit strange. It was a little bit like, um, you know, like I didn't even, we didn't, it was just sort of fun to participate. And we only just took off, like took off like the American culture sort of thing. Mm. We were like, how do we do that? But it, it's been fun ever since. I love it. And that uh, hence... Why we uh, we reached out to Terence Moldano. We were like, hey guys, is there anything that you guys are doing for Christmas that we can get a part of? And they said, uh, we're actually talking. We're getting the band back together. Yeah, and uh, we're on top of it. They sent us a little clip of it and we were blown away. We were like, I, I, my, my, my dad did cry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he saved one, all those tears that he did save up when I showed him that clip. I can't wait till him, I can't wait till he hears this on Christmas. This will be the greatest Christmas that he he might die. He might die just die, because die, of, happy man. Yeah, his internal list is completed and he just like he just his soul moves on to the next realm. <laughs> what um uh oh you you were saying, you know, it, it's a bit like the, the Second World War. It's, it's Oh yeah. Uh this is the Second well, the Second World War is uh Actually, how did I say it was like the second world with, with like? <laughs> I really uh, wanted to throw you up for this because I thought it was a great reference. I didn't yeah. want to steal from you. You're like the second world, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that again? I thought what you were making the... fun of me by text. Actually, because um, okay, I don't remember the reference that you're making it to, but the, what I did say about the the, the the second world war was that during Christmas. There we go. Oh, I Here remember what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> the riff is <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, this is a lot like the semi-gold Moldana situation. I can compare this to World War Two. In, uh, in that during the Christmas of uh, World War II, the, the, the Nazis and the Americans actually had a ceasefire. I say World War II, World War I. World War I, where the, uh, the enemy, both enemies sort of had like a ceasefire and had a Christmas uh, on no man's land, where they actually played soccer and enjoyed each other's company for like 24 hours, just like, for, you know, just for, for Christmas. And all the generals were like furious about that because they had because they like put all this propaganda work in being like these guys have tails they're gonna eat our children <laughs> and then they just thought that they're just like us <laughs> you know what I mean and it was just like they were furious that they but yeah this is the this is the equivalent of the Moldana Terrence like they may go back to fighting yeah if anything I think it was more tense than between the, the Allies and the Axis and it was the first world war or the second world war I think it was the first world war because I remember it being in trenches and oh, they both okay. came over the trenches and 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 um were like can we just fucking be humans for a minute and play mm. some soccer. You guys like soccer, right? Yeah, yeah. And then one of them's put in like a really dirty fountain. He's like, I'm going to kill the fuck out of that guy tomorrow. <laughs> this guy killed my brother, but eggnog. <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by the Northern Beaches. The Northern Beaches are Sydney's latest hotspot, and not just because of all the melanoma. The Northern Beaches are your Queensland relative's new least favourite part of Sydney. Northern Beaches. It's Sydney's Melbourne. I was talking about my brother before and uh, I had this memory, like a, like a bunch of memories sparked off. But like my dad, when we were little, he would always threaten. I'm sure a lot of people had this and even heard this, but like to threaten to have uh, your mouth washed out with soap. I remember having a friend's mum who I was petrified of. She was Maureen Eyre, the scariest bitch ever. <laughs> I remember she got, I, ma <laughs> I made one of her daughter's friends cry once at a sleepover and she fucking rinsed me for it. It was really scary. Wow. 
Uh, but yeah, I remember hearing her say that, like, I'll wash your mouth out with soap. But I remember saying, putting my friend aside and be like, that's a, that's a saying, right? Like, that doesn't actually happen. Like, oh no, it happens. They have a specific kind of soap. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not, the good, not the good soap. It's so they don't kill the kid. <laughs> you see? <laughs> no. But my dad would always threaten that. And my brother said fuck, like, really flagrantly. Like, uh, he didn't even mean to. He's such a little kid. But he, like, he just kind of, like. How old would he have been? Seven. <laughs> Eight <laughs> or seven. And uh, my dad was like, uh, that's it. Like, we're Jehovah's Witnesses as well. And he's like, uh, that's it. And he's like, uh, he took my brother into the bathroom. He was like, I'm washing your mouth out with soap. And uh, my brother, like, as he's dra- dragging him away, he's looking at me. And I'm looking at him through the living room. And we're like, holy fuck, this is actually happening. <laughs> he drags him into the bathroom and uh, puts him, sits him on the, on the um, bath. And then, like, and then, like, turns around to close the door. And my brother and I look at each other like the end of Godfather where like he's about to close the door on his sister <laughs> and like he, my brother and I make eye contact and then the door just closes on us <laughs> and I just hear him like, blah, blah, blah. no, he's like, hey, yeah. you can't. <laughs> why don't you get that? Yeah. <laughs> he fucking, but that was fucking, that was hilarious. And there was the, the other story I had about my little brother, uh, the, the other little spark that I just wait, had. Wait, but wait, before we go there, tell me about your dad's like punishment. Like, was your dad a disciplinarian? Yeah, and what oh, was my mum was good at it too. <laughs> she very, talented, very talented. <laughs> <laughs> See, and now all my dad for me. But what were the what kind of punishments were you getting? Um, but, 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 but my dad didn't touch us too much. Like he, he didn't like he, he didn't hit us. You know? <laughs> I'm cutting that up for the Instagram. <laughs> I didn't. My dad didn't touch us too much. I mean, In a shocking of, new episode of Tremendous. Oh my god! In terms of like punishment, he never like really like laid hands on us. You know what I mean? It was. <laughs> it was I can remember a couple times where it happened because it was very like rare. But um. I remember getting the odd smack when I was younger. My mom slapped me in the face once. Really? Slapped me in the what face What happened? Once. What did you do? Um, she kicked me out of the house. How old were you? Six, 16. Okay. 16? And no, no, no. I lie. I lie. So, yeah, 17, 17. Okay. And uh, what did you do to, to, to warrant getting I kicked called out of the house? I called her partner a cunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I go, you're a cunt. And she slapped me. And, uh, okay. and uh, what did the part did the partner do anything to warrant being called a cunt? He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember now. It was like bullshit stuff. You know what I mean? It was like 18 angst kind of thing. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, but um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, she yeah, she slapped me once, but my dad never really did kind of thing. My brother, the, well, like one one of the things that like my mom, which she would always actually um, one of the things my brother was really good at is diffusing anger with with comedy. Okay, he was really good at like diffusing anger sort of comedy. Like I remember once my mom picked up a wooden spoon to hit us, but he'd drawn smiley faces on all the wooden spoons. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So then she picked it up and. Uh, and she and then he just like and we we just both started bursting out in laughter and she was like what and we were like this sp- like she looked at the spoon she started laughing as well it was like diffused kind of thing <laughs> and then beat the fuck out of yeah us. yeah yeah oh bro but she could be she like they were both oh, but we were also awful as well like we would um we would like they would buy a brand new ice cream or a brand new cho- bar of chocolate and without any forethought of how they're like they're not going to be able to figure this out we just I would use I'd get the chair and I'd lift Rowie up onto the uh the the freezer so we could get the ice cream and we both eat it and they're like we just bought these yesterday who else could eat it like you know what i mean and they just bring us into the room and be like with the ice cream open for like looking at us and being like go to your room <laughs> you know what i mean just like go we like not even say anything just holding the open ice cream or something like that my mum has a story when she was younger of um she uh, her mum was quite a keen, a keen baker and her mum would bake this big beautiful cake and ice the whole thing and my mum came out and literally with her finger like just pulled off all the icing oh. and ate it. Like ate all of the so icing. So tempting. Of the cake. She did what we all want to do. And then got sent to her room. Her mum re-iced the cake, and then my mum did it again. No. 
That's crazy, bro. That's so funny. Bro, my brother got like floaties once. He got floaties. He put them, he put it on the oven. He put it on the oven by accident. Just put, left it on the oven. And like on the hob or on? Like on a hot open oven plate kind of oh, thing. Oh, okay. And so like he had floaties as a little kid. This was like great. Like he had great floaties. He could like flick a swim. Left him on the oven. My dad went and got more. Put them on the oven again. He put them in the oven again. Put them on the oven twice. Ruined two floaties. <laughs> <laughs> the kid also, like in terms of diffusing comedy, he, he, like he could not stop laughing if there was some authoritarian thing. Oh yeah. And so he would he would do this thing where he would squeeze his cheeks together, like he'd grab his his index finger and his and his thumb, and on either side of his cheek, squeeze it together like that, like to to try and like stop the laughter coming out. And I remember my uh, my we woke up one morning in two thousand and one. And uh, it was 9-11. It was 9-11, but we weren't aware of it yet. My mom was just crying in the living room. And uh, she was, she's like been up all night just watching the TV. And she was like, she tried to explain to us the, the gravity of the situation kind of thing. And I sort of took it in. I was like, holy fuck. Like, and then I look over at Rowie and he's doing the squeezing the face thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's squeezing his face. He's doing all he can to stop laughing at the towers falling. <laughs> and this is before the second one came down. You couldn't imagine when the second one came. He couldn't, he was falling over rolling. Like, <laughs> no, but how he dealt with, how he dealt with very seriousness when he saw the adults getting serious around him. He was like, oh, I better laugh. <laughs> he was like, I better make, I better get rid of this. But all right, that's like the, th and the thing is I did a podcast once with John Crookshank and he said, uh, we, we asked him like, um, when was the first time you masturbated? And he was like, it was 9-11. It was 9-11. And, uh, and then he, 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 like, he goes, I came out of my room and my mum was like, the world has changed forever. <laughs> and he's like, how'd she know? <laughs> that's a great that's the best. That's, so, so Rowie could not stop laughing Rowie, at, any kind of authoritarian, any kind of seriousness, uh, he could not stop laughing. And 9-11 tickled his fancy. <laughs> <laughs> He's ahead of his time. Took, us, took the rest of us a long time <laughs> to laugh at that. Yeah. Do you think he would have been a good comic, Rowie? Uh, good question. Yeah, I think he would have actually. He definitely, yeah, 100%. With his own little niche. Nothing like me, but 100%, yeah. Yeah, okay. Would he ever do it? I reckon I could persuade him to a set and then he'd fall in love with it. Yeah, so don't don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's gonna be good I'm at threatened it. By him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The better Rovetti. <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by candy canes. Are you sick of non-religious lollies that don't taste like toothpaste? Well, that's why candy canes are Jesus's favorite birthday treat. Candy canes. This is what Americans do, right? We're back. That's right. That we are. Tommy, I've got a question. Um, have you ever shoplifted anything? So I didn't shoplift at all before the age of 18. Okay. Uh, it was never really a thing. Like always kind of scared me a bit. And I only really have one Before real... the age of 18? No. Nah. So you started late. I started, late I started late now. I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean, I do. I definitely. Does it count as shoplifting the whole like not scanning things at the self-checkout? Uh, I guess it does. Because yeah, allegedly, yeah. I do that a lot. Okay, I am very proud of you for doing that. I love when you have this conversation with people about uh, with this um, about this with people, and they're like, "Yeah, well, when you think about it, they're not paying someone to work the till, so like you're entitled to steal something." And I'm like, "Cool, okay, you're allowed to steal seven dollars worth of things an hour from now on. <laughs> How long are you getting items for? Like a minute? Okay, you're allowed like to steal <laughs> ten cents." Mm. 
Uh, it's going to involving uh, me for years. I do remember. I have one memory of being in the states, and I was I was on exchange. I was staying with a friend, and just being drunk and being at a convenience store, and being like, "I'm going to steal this protein bar," and I did, and walked away with it. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then I thought about that since it's like that could have got me deported and like <laughs> left out of the states for a decade because I had a criminal record because I got a fucking two dollar muesli bar. Oh my god, so that's dumb, so funny, so dumb. But uh, no, not a, not a huge amount of shoplifting personally. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, um, I've you know, I've done, I've, I, you know, I've partaken allegedly. You know, allegedly. And this whole story is going to be allegedly. This is a potentially fictional story you're about to tell. Potentially us. fictional. I could be any one of the characters. Don't listen to me saying that I'm the character that I am in the story. It could be anyone. It's just you've randomly picked a character to assign yourself. It's like being John Malkovich. <laughs> it's, it's all me. <laughs> but it's not. And John Malkovich is still things. All right. So. I remember I was uh, I was drunk with my friends out. We were drunk in Bondi on uh, what is it? New South New South Head Road. New South Head Road. We're heading towards sort of like Vaucluse area, and there's a Caltex there. People are familiar with. It's oh, right yeah. across the road from the golf course. And we went in there, and I was wearing a green hat and a flannelette shirt. And uh, we were all for some reason that night doing different accents. And the night that we were doing in that shop. Uh, the, the accents that we were doing in that shop were uh, Irish. We were doing Irish accents. You, because uh, when you told your B&E story, that involved doing a South African accent as well. Is this a bit of a thing of yours? I've never heard you do accents before this podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess we just used to all fuck around. Like, we used to just do accents and stuff. I don't know, like, do different characters and stuff like that. But um, we're doing some Irish act. We're doing, like, some Irish characters kind of thing. And we were very drunk. And we were in there. And my friends uh, successfully... Uh, I want to. We're gonna bleep their names later. Damon Mans, <laughs> Damon Mans, and Sam Lavarado. So uh, who was also you uh, have to say the names out loud. To yeah, yeah, yeah. The story. Sam Lavarado, who was also uh, at the Colbara B and E. Okay. Well. So definitely be. Uh, so definitely uh, bleep his name. But the um, yeah. So we were all together. We, they shoplifted successfully. Walked out of the shop. And what were they shoplifting? Chips, chocolate bars, something like that. And how? Because chips are pretty like loud and large. Uh, they're very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do that? Well, that's a great question. Well. Years of practice. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. Fuck it. But I was uh, flagrant with it and I had something poking, poking, like, poking, right, poking right out of my pants. My friend walked past me like he was like in front of me. The guy immediately says to me, what's in your pants? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And my friend heard that, walked outside and was like, fuck, I think LA's getting done. And the guy was like, no, nope, I'm locking you in. I'm locking the shop doors and I'm calling the police. And uh, I was like, dude, I pulled it out. I was like, let me just pay for it. And he goes, no, nah, we're past that kind of thing. I go, I'm calling the police. And I just went to the door of my friends was like, guys, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. I'm in, like, I'm in trouble. And they, my friend looked at me and pointed through the glass to the green button right next to the door, which is a note for all of you. If you ever get <laughs> locked into a Caltex or BP, there's an emergency exit green button next to every single door. I hit that button the doors open and like the cops were around the corner. They pull up right out the front at speed, like, and we hit the legs. Anyone that knows the Caltex has a back entrance kind of thing. You can run down and we run into the bowling club, the bowling club next door running across the green. And as I'm running across the green, there's a shrub and I take off my hat, my flannelette, roll it in a ball, throw it in the, in the shrubs, like right next to like in the, in the, in the bowling club keep running, go to jump a fence and a cop immediately puts like a, like puts a flashlight in my face and he's like, get on the floor, get the fuck on the floor, we got you. And he's like, where's the weapon? He's like, where's the weapon? And he's got me and my friends, uh, Sam Lavarado and Damon Mans on the floor. <laughs> and uh, we're, and the, like these guys, are got, these, they're not tough cookies when it comes to us, like uh, interrogation. 
You know what I mean? They're going to break. They'll break, especially. And this is right next to Christmas as well. So these cops are like, you better tell us exactly what happened or you're going to be spending Christmas in a cell. Like this is what, and these guys, I'm thinking these guys are going to fucking crack. And I say, we don't, we didn't do anything. We thought you guys were like people chasing us. Like, like we thought you guys were teenagers chasing us. That's why we were running. <laughs> what do you mean? We thought you were teenagers chasing us. Because well, in Vaucluse and stuff like that, we were like, we thought we were getting chased by people. Like we thought we were like, uh, they were the other main streets of Vaucluse. Well, just like, yeah, I don't know. We were like, we thought we were getting chased by some people. We didn't know it was you. They didn't buy it either. <laughs> no, and they shouldn't. No, 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 no. And they <laughs> Can were you like, imagine if they were like, Fair enough, you guys. But the thing was, my friends had actually purchased some stuff. So they had plastic bags with food in it and a receipt. And they were like, you better tell us what's happening right now. I tell them the story in earshot of my friends. They parrot the story back to the police. And then over the speaker, they say, what was the guy wearing? What was the guy wearing? Like that, and the guy, and like they look at all of us. And so they, wait, wait, the story that you told the cops in front of your friends was what? Was that uh, we went into the shop, we purchased stuff legitimately, and we were not the people that were actually caught inside of the mm. petrol station. Like, this is not the guy that you're looking for. It's he's, he's elsewhere kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and the the cop was not buying it. And then he was like, what was he wearing? Like he said that over the speed, over there is mic to the uh, other officer at the Caltex. And he spoke to the guy that was behind the counter. And he said he had a flannelette and a green, uh, green hat and an Irish accent. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know much about this guy, but he had an Irish accent. You know what I mean? And I the cop know. goes, he's talked to all of us at this point, seeing that we're like terrified and we're like, none of us are uh, Irish. And he's like, and then after that, he gets another call and he goes, the the call, like there was uh, a robbery with a weapon, but it was in Maroubra. Oh, okay. It was in Maroubra. So when he came up on us, he was like, where's the fucking weapon? Where?" And he thought, and then they actually like had, to, I've never seen some sort of like such incompetence, but they were like, oh, that was Maroubra. And they were like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, we'll let these guys go kind of thing. Like they were like, it was completely over at that point kind of thing. But I went back to go and get my flannelette. That had been stolen <laughs> the next morning and stuff like that. Like uh, it was all, yeah, but uh, that was like. I love how you said your flannelette had been stolen as opposed to the other, <laughs> the other verb, which is found. Yeah, <laughs> the correct one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was angry like it was stolen. It's <laughs> <laughs> an injustice. Almost like the kick hat I took last night. <laughs> yeah, no, that was um, that was a bad one. I've been caught a couple times. We might come up with a little segment of uh, stealing stuff. Last yeah, week, Elliot breaks stuff. the law. Yeah. Well, not just Elliot. Elliot <laughs> breaks the law with an accent for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do some of the Irish accent now. <laughs> no, no, do it. No, do it. You did I don't even know. You did the South African one um, great last week. Okay, how do you do the Irish? I'm going to blow it right now. Um, all right. First of all, <coughs> okay. <laughs> that's the first, that's the Irish accent. Okay. That's part of it. Okay. One. And then, um, uh, <laughs> it's better be good. Um, have you been down O'Brien's? Have you been down O'Brien's for a, for a Guinness and a pickled egg? <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird thing to say to the Caltech shop owner. He's like, so just the Kit Kat? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I Yeah, and no, I'm not even going to attend. How are you oh, doing? But I can't even fucking do it, bro. I'll just be doing Conor McGregor. Do Conor McGregor then. Okay. Um, You'll do fucking nothing. Yeah, I've You'll been putting do in fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would just give him a, a quick left, <laughs> like right afterwards. All right, we'll cut at the, we'll cut at the accent. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 has robbed us all of valuable time with the people that we love, with plans possibly to even ruin Christmas. For many of us, having our loved ones sit around a table this year is an impossibility. But we here at Tremendous Studios say, that's not good enough. Not up in this house. With all new Tremendous Inflatable Family. 
That's right. Now you have no excuse not to see your loved ones with tremendous inflatable family. You can have your uncle that hates you not pass you the peas, just like in real life. Tremendous inflatable family. Most other inflatable family companies just give you generic faces, but now you can send in pictures of your ugly family and have them printed on the inflatables. So that this year, you can have your sister's shitty scowl sitting right across the table. Tremendous inflatable family. I think this is better. Alright, finishing off with the joke of the week. I don't As have, we do. It's not a Christmas joke, unfortunately. Maybe I, I'm trying to think if I can... Uh, I don't know any Christmas jokes, but in the meantime... Alright, here, here's my, my non-Christmas one. Um, two old couples are having dinner together. And uh, one of the old men proudly announces to the group, My doctor told me I can masturbate whenever I want. And his wife says, No, he didn't. He said, You can have a stroke at any time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good check. I like it. We can leave that in. Well, that's the pod this week. Bit of a short one on Christmas. Uh, We recorded a lot more, but I'll be honest, it was bad. It was, it was really bad. So, like a Christmas present, it's the thought that counts. And if you're disappointed that you only have 30 minutes of tremendous this week, go spend some time with your family. It's it's Christmas for fuck's sake. So, uh, there you go. Hope you enjoyed the pod. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a tremendous Christmas and an even better New Year. Speak to you soon.